Hello there ladies and gentlemen and welcome to another episode of CookieCast. Today on CookieCast it's the Darkest Timeline podcast. So it's me talking about what I've been up to for the last week when this was recorded. And there's going to be games, movies and TV. Whilst I've got your attention, before we get started, be a big help to me and CookieCast. If you could subscribe and become one of the CookieCast crew, that would be awesome and we will love you forever if you do that if you're already a subscriber well you're off the hook no no you're not you 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 should definitely ask friends and family to do the same right let's get going so here we go this is cookie cast the darkest timeline podcast Are you there? Can you hear me? Are you there? Am I here? Who knows? How you doing? How's your uh, your week going? How's life? You well? Good. So, did a podcast last week. Afterwards, I was like, not sure it was the 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 most uplifting of podcasts um but i felt instantly better um i'd seen a thing a while ago that said why is it that instead of getting therapy men start a podcast um and I can answer that question. I can answer that quite easily. Therapy costs £60 an hour and podcasting's free. So, you know, no brainer. Um, but I've, I've said for a long time, um, podcasting is a form of therapy, especially this podcast. Um, you know, I don't, I don't especially talk much sport or uh, or any of the you know multitude of podcasts that we do. Um, I often find myself talking about you know me and how I'm getting on and how you know what I've been up to and and those sorts of things. And I don't know if it's more often than not. It's sometimes. Um, I can end up feeling a little, a little down. Um, but then I ended up feeling kind of bad because I did that. I did last week's podcast, and then, like I said, I don't know if it was a overly uplifting podcast. Um, but I felt better. I felt almost instantly better. I was in a super funk, and I did the podcast, and I got everything out, and I said what I wanted to say, and then walked away from it like, oh, you know, I feel I feel better now. Um, so for me, it was it was a it was a good process. For you guys, um, maybe not so much. I don't know. I don't know. Um, but yeah, I thought it was worth reflecting on. 
Um, I've been finding recently that um, I, I want a day off. And it's weird because I know what a day off looks like. Um, I want a day off from work. I want a day off from responsibilities. I want a day off from like having to do anything. Just a day of sitting on the sofa, lying on the sofa, playing games, watching movies. Just some downtime. And this is this is coming from a man who's got two days off this week. But I can tell you this. I will not be sitting slash lying on the sofa for those two days. Um, but it's weird because I have this thing where I'm like, oh, I could really do with a day off, really fancy a day off. Oh man, if only I could get a day off. While simultaneously knowing that if I had a day off, I'd feel... I want to say I'd feel too guilty, but I don't think it's quite that. I'd feel like I would still need to get stuff done. Because, and this is the thing, I did have almost a day off a few weeks ago. Um, it was a Saturday. Uh, it was just me me and the dog. Um, and that's what happened. Rather than sitting on the sofa for X number of hours over the course of the day, I did jobs to, uh, I don't know what you call it, keep busy, keep sane, feel useful. So saying I want a day off, I know what that actually means, what it actually looks like. So what is it that I want? Maybe it's the responsibility. Maybe I want a break from responsibility. Maybe it's that. Who knows? But I've been craving time off. And I'm starting to wonder if what I'm craving time off from is time off from the world. Um... The world is is a crazy place at the moment. I say at the moment like it hasn't been for for years now. Um, here's something, and I'm not sure if I'm if I've mentioned this. I don't think I have. But I've recently developed a bit of an obsession with. Um, Cooking meat. Um, I am a 30 plus year veteran of the uh, vegetarian fraternity. And, you know, everybody that's like, you're a vegetarian, you must be repulsed by meat. Nope. You must despise the idea of meat. Nope. You must, you know, meat to you is like garlic to a vampire. No. Um, I handle meat on a daily basis. 
uh, no, not the. I'm not. I'm not being. I'm not being rude. Um, I feed the dog. I sometimes have to deal with the uh, the cat food. Um, and as a as as a walk treat, the dog has chicken. I have no issues dealing with any of these things. I cook meat when required. Did a barbecue a while ago um, for a load of meat eaters. You know, it's that kind of thing. I, it doesn't bother me. Never has done. Um, so recently, um, I have I have cooked some meat, and off the back of it, I've developed this. Like it, it, it's like a weird obsession. It's like this weird drive to want to expand my ability to cook meat, which I don't even know if I have. Um, I know when I've cooked meat in the past, people have eaten it and said that it's good. So I have to work. I have to work with that. Um, I want to expand. Um, on the meat, the meat that I cook semi-regularly to other things. And I don't know why, because for me, it has no benefit. I'm not going to eat it. And it's not like I'm like, oh, I really want to prepare this meat because, you know, maybe I'll, maybe I'll try it or maybe I want, secretly I want to eat meat. It's not that. But it is a bit of an obsession, my latest thing is, I really want to cook a brisket, and uh, I've been looking into it a lot, um, and like looking into like the meat that is a brisket, and um, you know they're not. It's not overly common. Um, it's often considered um, a cheaper meat, um, but. From everything I've seen and everything I've read and heard, when done right, brisket is supposed to be amazing. Um, so, so there's that, you know. And the other thing that I'm, uh, you know, con- considering looking into is ribs. Um, and part of me wonders if it's if it's because the ability to cook these meets these things set you aside from sticking bacon in a pan because they're, they're, they have a, a higher difficulty to get right and maybe it's that and I've been having this I've been having this conversation recently because there is something else that I'm obsessed with wanting to cook. Um, and I want to do homemade pasta. Um, and I will tell anybody that will listen, though, I once made a lasagna from scratch. And I made the pasta. And it was this, you know, huge learning experience for myself. Um, and I've wanted to do it again, but more recently I wanted to make, like, actual pasta. I'm thinking of making, like... Is it like tagliatelle, like the thick, stringy one, rather than spaghetti? Um, 
and I don't know why. I am not likely to sit down and eat a bowl of pasta. I sometimes have pasta when I need like a bit of carbs to go with a salad. I sometimes have like a pasta salad, which is salad with pasta in it. Um, I only make that definition because I am aware that um, there is another version of pasta salad, which is pasta and a little bit of salad. Anyway, um, but yeah, I've got this weird obsession with what I want to make. I want to make pasta. And I've started wondering if it's to do with craving creativity. Um, I am not a creative person. I, I don't have any talents. I don't have any abilities. I can't do things. In my life, there have been a handful of things that I have been considered to have been okay at kind of not awful at and that's about it and of that handful of things at this point in time in my life some of them are not viable maybe it's that maybe it's the lack of and the craving for creativity um you know, I've I've always I've always wanted the ability to be able to draw or craft something, um, but I don't have it. It's just it's just not there. It's just not in my wheelhouse. And I know everybody says, well, if you worked at something hard enough and long enough, you would be able to do it. You get good. But let's face it, there's got to be some base talent in there somewhere. And I just don't have it. I am not a talented man. So maybe there's... Maybe there's that. Maybe it's... You know... Maybe I believe that I could... I could do that. I could cook... Cook a brisket... You know, maybe do a brisket with pasta. The biggest issue I've got is, what would I do with it once it's done? A brisket's massive. You know, uh, give it, give a bit to Leon and then be like, that that's kind of it. So I probably need to look into what you can do with uh, with brisket once it's done. Um, I was having a conversation uh, yesterday about maybe doing like a. Uh, do like half and half, do half sliced and the other half like pulled um, and whether there's an uh, option to do something with it like that um, now and the other thing is I say I'm obsessed with these things but I haven't actually done anything about either of these things I imagine if I went and looked I've probably got the ingredients in the house now to make pasta haven't done it so I don't know I don't know what is going on but I know something's going on um, here's something that's been driving me up the absolute wall I think I've talked about this before 
Um, we've been having a lot of storms. Um, like a lot. I think we've had three, four in eight days or something. Um, it was snowing heavily the other day. Um, and... I think I've talked previously about the wind. Um, you know, oh, it's a bit windy is one thing, but gale force winds is something else. Um, and when I have to listen to it, it feels like water torture. Because in my house, the back door rattles when it's windy, and the extractor fan flap thing rattles when it's windy. So no matter where you are, all you can hear is something rattling being affected by the wind um also the weather is so so interchangeable like today i think it was sunny all day but windy and then it had, then there was torrential rain towards the end of the day so that's the sort of thing we're dealing with at the moment Something that doesn't seem to be being discussed or covered is, I feel like there's an increased number of storms these days. I'm pretty sure once we started, once we started naming them, I've seen in America they name, you know, hurricane this and typhoon that and whatever, but we just had like a windy day. But a few years ago, we started naming storms. Storm Dennis, Storm Eunice, Storm, you know, Jeff. And it feels like that was a turning point. Because it feels like, at the moment especially, not only week in, week out is there a storm. Week in, week out there's multiple storms. My back garden right now is literally just like a bog and the field over the road is like a marsh. And it's like, how is this going to recover if we've got a storm every day or every other day? It's bonkers. And it's doing my treeing. Um, but, you know, I can't hear the wind right now. So, you know. Every cloud, of which there are many. I'm reading a book. I know, for some of you, that might be a shock. Because I'm sure it's a shock that I can read. And believe me, it is a shock to me too, that I read books. Uh, go back and look at previous podcasts where I talk about me and reading uh, but I've been reading a book recently. Uh, not not something I would normally do, but I, I, I saw an advert for a book, which is unusual. And the thing that piqued my interest was the one that I was looking at. It was like, oh, book one, great start, of nine, yes, getting a series. So I do what I do with every book these days downloaded a sample of the book and I read the sample and I went 
meh, this could work. And, you know, in the back of my head, I was like, and there's nine of them. Uh, book one, one pound. Yes, please. So I got the book and downloaded it. And the book is split, or had been previously split, 50-50. 50% of the book was set in the past. 50% of the book was set in the present. And what I found was, as I was reading um, reading about the reading the book, the stuff in the past really interested me. I was like, wow, this, this stuff's really good. And the stuff in the present, I was like, this stuff is fine. Um, and it's been it's been working through history from like the fourteen hundreds um, all the way up to present, which fifty percent of the book was set in the present. And obviously, once it works its way up to the present, then the rest of the book has been in the present. Um, luckily for me, the stuff that was set in the present did get a lot better. So when it stopped talking about the past, I was like, cool. Um, so then, uh, I had a conversation with my eldest, she was like, uh, oh, I've got, a, I've got a book in my bag, uh, it's about the First World War, and I was just like, really? So, uh, we got into talking about the First World War, which led into talking about the Second World War, um, both, uh, subjects I know very little about in a certain degree but something that I would like to know more about and anytime I get the opportunity to learn anything about them I take that opportunity um, you know I do know some things but not, not anywhere near you know so we got this we got this conversation going about the first world war um admittedly we did end up talking a bit more about the second world war um and then i was like hey i'm reading a book and in the book the bit i'm up to at the moment is set in the second world war and we got talking about that um and it was that it was a nice opportunity to have a conversation like that you know talking about history talking about um books talking about the way things are uh, um, recorded or the way that a fiction book can take something that actually happened and manipulate the fiction to fit with something that happened um, which led on to talking about uh, the Great Fire of London which Meldis knows about and has done stuff about so uh, we got talking about that um, and just a very fascinating conversation very fascinating discussion very fascinating time talking about books and history and thoroughly enjoyed it um but <laughs> coming back to what i said it was very strange reading a book that was 50 percent going yeah this is great this is fantastic oh yeah that's, well, that's fascinating oh that's very interesting and the other 50 percent being like i don't care as much how about you take me back in time instead? Um, so, 
Yes, a very strange time of reading a book. Um, I've already looked into the next book, and um, I don't want to say, you know, in, in the drug dealing sense of things being you get the first one for free, um, but the the second of nine books is four times as expensive as the first. So, uh, so that's fun. Um, something I've been talking quite a lot about recently, um, something that's concerning me more and more, um, is that recently there's been a lot of talk about um, the cost of living increase. Um, there's been this big thing about um, energy bills going up, mobile phone bills going up, petrol prices going up, all of these bills going up. Um, and the knowledge that um, when it comes to bonus and pay rise time, the, the, I suppose it's the pay rise aspect of it, will not match those increases. And the concern that I've started to develop is that um, for a little while now, for a little, um, for a little bit, I've been kind of aware that there's not enough money. Um, you know, you you pay for this, you pay for that, you pay for the other. Then you, you're like, where's all the money gone? You know, it's that kind of thing. There's X number of outgoings and only X amount incoming. So when the, oh, well, this is going up in, and this is going up uh, in price, and this is going up in price, these things, you know, when they were talking about, like, the energy bill stuff, it's like, your bills will double, right? I can't afford for that bill to double. It's like, uh, the, the price of this is going up. It's like, I can't afford for that to go up because I already spend too much on it anyway. Um, and then there are the companies that are, trying to capitalize uh, on on things by saying, well, all the other companies are putting their prices up, but we think that's ridiculous. So uh, we're not putting our prices up, so why don't you uh, come to us and deal with us? It's like, yeah, that sounds like a great idea. And just this... This fear, this creeping fear that's creeping in recently, where I'm just like, is it going to reach a point where you're going to have to decide what appliances you can turn on? Are you going to have to start like a rotor for, you know, showering? Or, or uh, we're going to be cold on Tuesday because we're going to turn the heating off because we can't afford to have it on. And, oh, um, we need to go to this place, but we can't drive there. So we're going to have to find a different way of getting there. Is that the future that we're heading towards? Because it feels like it is. 
I've already had these conversations. I've already made a list of things that I'm going to have to cut out. Um, yet again, drink less coffee. Um, there'll be there'll be no uh, no non-alcoholic beer talked about on the uh, on the beer podcast because I won't be able to afford to buy it. And so on and so forth. Is this what we're working towards? Because that sounds a bit miserable, does it not? (sighs) But hey, whatever. It is what it is. And apparently everybody's fine with it. Um, I woke up this morning with a headache. Um, and as the morning wore on, as the day wore on, I managed to get to uh, lunchtime, which for me is two o'clock in the afternoon. Uh, and I'd eaten something, and it was round about that time that the headache started to subside. But it was an interesting—I was going to say experiment, but it's not. Um, it was an interesting experience to open your eyes. To a headache. Um, It's amazing how it shapes. Every aspect of your day. Like instantly everything's ten times harder. Instantly you're ten times more irritable. You, You need things like. I need to drink some water. I need to do that now. Um. It was, it was excruciatingly painful. Um, there was a point where I was like, I need to not be working right now. And I probably need to go and have a lie down. Um, in most situations like this, I would say, you know, probably a migraine. Um, but that amazing element of it started... Before I'd opened my eyes, really set me up for the day. So, uh, yeah, that was that was fun. Um, let's talk about some entertainment stuff. A um, couple of TV shows. I've watched another. Episode, episode and a half, maybe, of Raising Dion. Um, I don't know if I feel that this epi- that this series is as punchy as the first series. It, it's it's starting to feel like it's got that that second season lag. Like, oh, we had a first series, it was successful. Now what? Kind of feeling to it. Um, also. I think I mentioned this last week. One of the characters does my treeing. And they are a main character. And the more I watch it, the more that character does my head in. So, um, <sighs> there's, there's that aspect. It makes it quite hard to watch when every other scene has a particular character in it. And that character's a character you don't like. 
So, yeah, I'll stick with it. You know, it's enjoyable enough to watch, but it is feeling distinctly lacking. And it had, I don't know if it was the first episode or the second episode, it had like this big, like, section or scene with like quite a lot of powers being used. And at the time, I was like, steady on. It feels very much like you're burning through your budget here. And it's felt like that since. Um, there was a, not to spoil it for anyone, but there was a monster in it. And the monster was all kinds of awful. It didn't look great. The way it was like moving and stuff. It was. It had like different movements. Like one minute it was like really slow and shambling. And the next minute it's like running away like an animal. It's like pick a lane. Um, but like I say, I will stick with it. Um, I've also been watching the final series of F is for Family. Um, I have a mixed, uh, a mixed history with this series. I think it's like series five or something. So it's not, you know, it's not like you. It's animated, and you know, it's not like your Simpsons and your South Park and stuff like that. It's only had five series. Um, there was a point in time where it was what I would watch whilst um, wrapping certain Christmas presents. Um, anybody that knows me knows that I like to watch stand-up comedy when I wrap presents. But in certain situations, I used to watch F's Family because it was released around Christmas. Um, when I heard that this was going to be the final series, and it has been out a while, I think it came out in November... When I heard that this was going to be the final series, I, I did that, uh, and then I was like, yeah, like, I was kind of sad, because it's, um, it's Bill Burr's cartoon, and, uh, you know, you have that thing that when you, when you follow somebody, you, um, you want them to have success, uh, but on the other hand, it, it wasn't amazing it was fine it was okay it was very watchable it was certainly better when it started um this this series especially has been a bit like uh, it's been a little bit of a slog um it does feel right that it's ending um i know that's probably not a great sign um i haven't finished it but i've nearly finished it i think uh, might only have maybe a couple of episodes left. Um, I I watched a movie, and if you've been listening along for the last four weeks, you'll probably guess what it is. That movie is Amazing Spider-Man Two. Um, last week I talked through the issues that the Amazing Spider-Man had. Um, this week I'm going to talk about the issues that Amazing Spider-Man Two had. And I think those issues are solely down to the writing this time around. Um, a film that has so many glaring plot holes, you spend the majority of the film just going, why? Like something happens, you're like, why? And somebody says something, it's like, why? And you just end up in this... But why would you do that? Or why would that happen? Or why would you say that? Or, oh, that just so happened to go that way. Um, 
Obviously, I'm very much aware that this film got a lot of criticism. Um, and you can see where that is and why that is. Um, I know that people are talking a lot about how these films have been redeemed with the latest Tom Holland Spider-Man movie. Um, I haven't seen that yet, so I can't comment on that. Um, people are saying there should be a third one, a third Amazing Spider-Man. Um, I don't know on that one. I couldn't tell you. Uh, it's... I want to say it's fine, but I'm not sure it is. Um, like I say, uh, it does, uh, apparently um, everything's okay now. It's okay to like these films. So, you know, we have to we have to go with that. We have to go with what, what everybody says. Um Yeah. I will be moving on to the Tom Holland Spider Man films. Um I have this weird thing with the Tom Holland ones. Um I know that they're good, but part of me wonders if that's because I've been told that. I, I've, I, this is going to sound strange, but I often find myself a little bored watching them. Um, like between the two that I've seen, I have a variety of different issues, but I don't know if that's just me rather than the films themselves. Um, but you know, like I say, I'm going to watch them. Um, and then the 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 hope, the intention is that I will finish off this series of films with uh, Spider Man. What the hell's it called? No Way Home, is it? Oh God, I can't remember. Um, and whether you know, I did look to see if it was still at the cinema, and it is, but I think it gets like one show in a day. So that would probably be quite difficult to do. Um, so it's potentially going to be one of those that I'll watch these two Spider-Man films and then maybe have a break. Um, although that feels a little bit like it's going against what I've been trying to do. So I will see what's possible. I will see what's what's doable. Um, as far as computer games are concerned... It's Ghost of Tsushima still. Um, I was struggling with it. I think because... Um, I've been through this many times before. But because I've... Um, because I've... Spent so much time with this game. Put so much into this game. Uh, playing it again has been a little bit more difficult. Than I maybe uh, expected it to be. Um, I've spoken at length about the uh, the goddamn fox dens. Um, there is no. I'm trying not to do any spoilers here, but I have moved into the uh, third section of the game, which I feel is probably moving towards the end of the game. I still haven't broached the DLC. Um, once you reach the third section of the game, it does lock out the first two for a little while. And the DLC is in section two. Um, 
I don't know when I'm going to try and tackle it. Um, part of me does feel like I've been sort of like romping towards the end, and part of me does feel like I'll maybe do the DLC once I've finished the main game. Um, but we'll see. Um, once reaching the third section of the game, uh, the difficulty does go up um, quite a bit in some ways. Um, there is this aspect of when you do uh, when you do the standoffs. Um, more often than not, you fail them. Uh, it's quite difficult to uh, preempt the uh, the attacks. And as a game, it does force you further down the route of you have to use everything at your disposal. But on the flip side, why, what is the point of having these things if you don't use them? So, uh, so yes, I've already lined up um, probably my next two or three games to play, which is good because uh, I certainly won't be buying anything new for a long time. Because new games have officially crossed the threshold of I can't afford them. Again, falling into this uh, this cost of living thing. Um, I'm not going to give you £70 for a computer game. Uh, I'm not going to give you £60. And you'd be damn lucky to see me give you £50. Uh, so, I am probably 30 quid away from buying new games. Um, so, uh, if you've, if you've heard me talking about, uh, games I've played before a lot, I'm sorry, but, uh, strap yourselves in kids, because we're going to have to do it all over again. Uh, one of the games I have lined up to play is a game that I played years ago, uh, and didn't finish. So, um, I, it's one of those I played it that long ago that I don't even think I would have been talking about it on a podcast. So there's maybe that to look forward to. We shall see. That, as they say in the business, is that. That is the podcast done and dusted. Thank you very much for listening along. And I'll catch you next time. So there you go. What do you think of that? Another one done. Another week gone. Another week of fun and frolics. Thank you for listening along, and if I could just uh, just borrow you for one second, if you could subscribe wherever you're getting your podcasts, that would be amazing. Uh, you can also check out our website, thecookiecast.com. Over there we've got various different ways to get in touch, and I encourage you to get in touch. Uh, contact us and tell us when you're coming on the podcast, and we'll sort it out. Anyway, that's enough for this one. Next time... I'm going to say bye, and I'll see you then.